There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And we are joined by the amazing Jo Elvin, who is an award-winning editor of Glamour magazine. She's a mother, she's Australian, and most importantly, a South Londoner. Oh, oh. <laughs> is that what you're most proud of? Don't, o- don't oversell me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, absolutely. I've become, well, I don't know. What does my accent sound like now? I don't even know anymore. There's definitely, it's definitely Sydney via Sydney. A little bit more wine and, <laughs> and it will be wine. Yes, it will. <laughs> but, um, and you've come straight from work. You've come straight from the glamour offices oh, today, yes. haven't you? So we like, see you later, Cheryl Fernandez Bassini, <laughs> you know, just off to do the Scummy Mummies podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No, we did have um, Bella Thorne in today, but you've never heard of her. I'm, I don't know. That sounds like someone young and trendy. Because I'm you very have, old. You have tiny baby boys. Mm-hmm. I have a, a, a sort of half middle-sized girl who's obsessed with Nickelodeon TV shows. Oh. And this girl came in today. So my daughter is furious with me for not letting a bunk off school to come and meet this girl who's got like millions of Twitter, Instagram followers and stuff mm. like that. So we're very excited. This is probably the most glamorous we have been on the podcast. Jesus, really? Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I brushed I'm, my hair. <laughs> I'm breastfeeding while wearing a Breton top. Ugh. I don't know. And I'm staring at your tits. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. And yeah. you're about the 80th person yeah. today to be doing that. Yeah. Okay, so, so welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. As we Thank always you. start, tell us about you and your family. Well, that will be my husband mm-hmm. of a billion years um, and my daughter who's nine nearly ten and we're currently um, guesting two cats oh two massive big fat hairy cats oh. who are very sweet but they're very hairy and very pooey <laughs> so that's like children oh, all over again yeah. I'm not a cat person that sounds like a nightmare no, to I me. thought I was but <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Now, uh, you're the editor of the number one women's magazine. I'm sure you need to be reminded of this. Um, I, so, never, I never get tired of hearing that. No, that's very nice. Yeah. Do, you ever, do you ever, like, when you're getting ready for work in the mirror, do you ever look in the mirror and go, number one? No, I probably should do that. Should I'm do not that. really a finger guns. Oh. <laughs> girl, but. So how long have you been at Glamour? Hmm, years. Um, <laughs> I launched it 
for Colinas. I've been there since July 2000. Wow. Gosh, when it must have been all, you know, crinolines and... <laughs> when I was very... Well, pashminas were still a thing. <gasps> oh, wow. I started Glamour magazine. <laughs> so what was your... When you when you sat down, obviously there were already a lot of women's magazines out, even in 2000. Yeah. What was your kind of thinking? How are we going to make this different? Or Well, I think everyone thought we were insane because it was very crowded. Marie Claire was like the big powerhouse at the time. And then there'd be all these other women's magazines that were really embarrassed about being women's magazines. So things like Bear and Nova and that one that Janet Street Porter launched. I can't remember what it was called, but it was all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's aimed at women, but it's going to be full of architecture and flat shoes and and that's all fine. Mm. But in the meantime, still wanting the, you know, the advertising from lipstick companies and all that sort of thing. Whereas I think Glamour was quite unashamedly... It's going to be big. It's going to be commercial. It is going to celebrate being a woman. It kind of came out the same time as Sex in the City. So everybody really suddenly wanted to get dressed up and go out for cocktails with their friends and all that sort of thing. Mm. But I think we've also evolved in that. I don't know. It's a really positive magazine. It's really, here's how to be the best person you can be at work, in what you wear, in what you say, in, in what you know about politics, all that sort of thing but in a really glossy package. Mm. And that's, I think, what's kind of worked. What, what do you say to that? Some people say, you know, women's magazines, they, the problem is that they do tell women what to do and they create this kind of perfect idea of how we should be living our lives and what we should be wearing. And I just think, I don't know where that... I guess that's probably, to me, like a 70s and an 80s idea of what a magazine, mm-hmm. what a women's magazine did. And I think that was probably true at the time when I think women in the 70s and 80s didn't have the confidence and didn't have the power that I think they do now. But I think you'd re- you'd be an idiot to try and have a magazine that did that now because nobody would respect it. Um, and certainly um, our readers are very, very vocal about what they think hasn't worked or what they think has worked. Mm. And I think that we get the most positive feedback from being the magazine that just says, well, this is what we like. This is what I've never, I don't think I've ever done a feature in Glamour that says, this is what you should do, particularly about things like relationships or sex and things like that. I just think that we, we write, we just want to be that best friend mm-hmm. at the wine bar. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know. I'm, oh, sorry. I can just hear it. Yes. <laughs> That's not Helen. That is, <laughs> no, that is right. my baby. Yeah, I'm just farting in the corner. I'm putting me off my stroke. Sorry. But no. <laughs> you go, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to edit a magazine that says this is what you should do, and this is how this is the only way to be. I I like that there's a lot of voices in there. I like that we laugh about the realities of what it's like to be at work or to be a woman or to I don't know. It's mm. that's what I that's what I do get from the magazine, and I and also I liked. I know this sounds really cheesy, but you always had things that I could afford to buy. Like, there'd be high-end things, but then you're like, oh, there's some shoes from New Look for 12 quid or something, and you go, I can I can access that. But again, well. that, yeah. that's an example of, and thank you for saying that. No. Never, that is how women dress. Yeah. That is how, you know, you might have, you might think, okay, I'm really going to splurge on that handbag or that pair of shoes. Mm. But then you'll go and, you know, have a Ram Raid in Topshop at that one last time, do you know what yeah. I mean? And I think that that's how we two all at Sainsbury's in my case. Yeah. <laughs> they do a lovely polar fleece. In they two. Too. Yeah. Now, um, obviously, you're Australian, Joe. And where did you where did you start out in magazines? How did it all begin? 
Um, I started work experience at a magazine called Dolly, which mm-hmm. I'm sure that you are familiar with. So every every month, Dolly would come out, and it would have um, things about yeah, it had things about spots, about feeling inadequate, about friendships, and then at the back, and then would... a big Duran Duran poster. Yeah, oh, perfect. I mean, it was That's awesome. It. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to say that I wanted to be a journalist because I wanted to uncover the truth and sort of you know win a win some Nobel Prize or something like that but no I wanted to meet horny pop stars because I <laughs> you know I but um so, you know when I was reading smash hits and magazines like number one and things like that and noticing that people were doing things like going to China with Wham or you know touring the Far East with Spandau Ballet which was like you oh, know yeah people look at me blankly today when I say those names but when yeah. I was a kid, oh. they, were, they were the thing. I'd have yeah. given anything for a charming with Martin Kemp exactly. back in the day. Yeah. I don't have one now, to be quite honest. <laughs> I saw them in concert a couple of weeks ago. He's still got it. But, oh. um, yeah, so I was doing work experience at Dolly while I was at university and, you know, doing things like going out and vox popping boys. And literally it was my job to go up to teenage boys in the street and say things like, what do you think of lesbians? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dream job. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, oh. a lot of valuable things in those days. Oh, um, wow. Did you get to meet some horny horny pop stars from that moment? My first proper interview was with Guy Pearce. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, oh, excuse I know. me. Just let me do some deep pelvic floor. Oh. Oh. I know. And I don't oh. really remember anything. I was just thinking I'm interviewing Guy Pearce. And he, yeah. know, he's so much hotter now, isn't he? Was this, was this at the height of his neighbours? Yeah, he was oh. mullet, mullet. He was still in his mullet phase. He was very sweet, though. You know. In a chambray shirt. Yeah, but I, d- I mean... Open. Yeah. yeah. So how did you get from Dolly in Australia to launching Glamour in the UK? Yeah. Um, how did I... Well, I mean, I did Dolly for about three years as a junior writer. And then I knew I wanted to come to England because I had to meet the horny pop stars right. when I got my English... You exhausted Guy Pearce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like a sort of like throbbing labia at that stage. Just like homing <laughs> in on London. <laughs> That's what they all were. And, um, and Sydney was very gay, very gay. So, you know, things were just not happening there. Glamour now, the UK's number one uh, uh, women's magazine. I, just, I forgot what it was there. That's how tired I am. I actually forgot what it was. Um, Ellie hasn't slept for four months. Slept, I don't know. Well. I don't know. Well, I'm just going to keep drinking until I'm on the same level as yeah, you. We'll all, yeah, we'll all be yeah. going, uh, yeah. what, who? <laughs> yeah. Who's Joe? So what's, talk us through the process of, of getting that on the, on the shelves every month. Um, well... And it starts with me sitting with the various teams. Obviously, you've got your fashion team who want to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You police that and say yes to something. Say no, bin bags are not in it's, this Yeah, well, season. yeah. I mean, I literally have had that conversation. Sort of, you know, when you've got, the, you've got the photographer who's throwing a strop because he, you know, bald chicks are what he's feeling. You know, like, oh, no, no. Not, you know, nothing wrong with that. But, you know, most people probably don't want to be bold so you know so this speak for yourself I know I know sorry to your bold baby yeah the thing I love the most about it is is coming up with ideas Mm. and brainstorming that with various people and you know I think people would be surprised at how much of a science we try to put to it you know it's like why this idea is right for us and not for Vogue or for Marie Claire or Elle you know Mm. there's a lot of conversation there's a lot of thought that goes into those things. Do you have to work hard not to repeat yourself? Do you ever sort of sit there going, oh no, we did bald women in bin bags last session. <laughs> <laughs> Dang! <laughs> You'd be surprised what a perennial that is. <laughs> but, um, timeless, look, yeah. timeless. I mean, you know, we've got to move on at some point, guys. <laughs> it's it's really hard. It's like, it's it's 
what I sort of sometimes call the art of the familiar surprise in that people come to women's magazines for a certain mood and for a certain rhythm. I think that, you know, it's summer you want bikinis and December you want party wear, but you've got to try and move that on for your own sanity as well as Mm. the public's. But I think that, I think we're pretty good at. I, I mean, I've I've signed off a sex feature today, which I guarantee I've never read the likes of. <gasps> in, in, in a magazine, what is it? What is it? It's just about how um, TV shows are full of so much rude, like unbelievable, sort of like challenging sex at the moment. In one way, we're supposed to feel all liberated about that, but actually, it's really damaging to women, and it's very. Um, predicated on men's pornographic fantasies and mm. I think that uh, a lot of people listening to this might be really surprised that we're doing something like that so watch out Mr Tumble we've got your number <laughs> <laughs> you're about to be exposed in Glamour magazine so you, you've been at the magazine for 15 years and in that time you've God, had I'm tired <laughs> <laughs> um, but in that time you've had a baby and obviously you've you've grown with the magazine as well and do you think that having a, a child has changed your attitude or has the magazine changed with you um that's a very long question sorry i I think the magazine has changed but i don't think it's because i've become a mother because Mm. i think it's i had this very conversation with an advertiser today who's bringing out a kid's range of something and they look very dejected when i said oh i just think that glamour is i'm sure a lot of our readers have children Mm. but glamour's for when you'd like to forget that for half an hour so but i think that what has um made the magazine evolve Mm. is social media and is um i don't know what wave is it of feminism we're in at the moment but there is a new wave of feminism and i think that tidal yeah yeah Yeah, tsunami crimson (laughs) (laughs) and i love it i love that um people can contact me immediately people can feed back to me immediately and Mm. i don't think i sort of like run away and do twitter's bidding but i i just feel like there was it's been things like that. There's been certain sort of seismic shifts like that. The social media is one. September 11 was really one where suddenly you had to work out how do I do this magazine that's essentially about fun and mm. pop stars and shoes and lipstick. And so I think that, you know, the world has changed a lot since Glamour has launched. How, how did you do that? How did you handle September the 11th? We were really honest about it and sort of said, I, you know, because I was there when it happened and I sort of like... In New to, York? Yeah. Wow. Um, had to fly back on a, you know, very empty BA plane and, you know, it was it was a really weird time and it feels really churlish saying that because obviously for some people it was bloody horrific but mm. it was a very sad time, a very rattling time and you go back to your desk to write your editor's letter for this fashion and beauty magazine. Hmm. That was really oh, moisturizer. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of just said, I've just got back from New York, and we feel really weird doing a magazine about lipstick right now. But we kind of feel like, you know, people still want to be entertained. We don't want to lose our entire morale as a as people because of some bastards did this. So you know, we were really honest about it rather than pretending it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I actually got a really nice wave of support from people going, "Oh, please, we really still like shoes and lipstick." So tell us about the Glamour Awards. Mm. Glamour Women, Women of the Year Awards is we celebrate women of achievement across a branch of sort of like celebrity genres, as you speak. So, so probably not like Marie Curie. 
Probably more well, like Cheryl Fernandez Vecini. Not sh- no, somewhere in between. So, it, like, is it quite important to get big celebrities to turn up? Is that is yeah. that is that the big deal? Yeah, that's the mm. only thing that's important. Who would be your ideal if you could have anyone? Oh, I know. You, you know what? Be... I hate that question. Literally, last year, um, we had a new publisher who's like in charge of all the advertising, and he came into the room where we had the table plan out with who's sitting next to who. It's like a big wedding to oh, organise God, every you year. You have to do a wedding every year. A wedding every year where you can't put that person... That person just fired that person. That oh. person punched that one last week. Um, that one slept with her boyfriend. So, you know, it's like you... It's wow. this big old oh. jigsaw. You must just have an army of gays there who just know everything it's and are just like, like, like in the war room, like World War Two, like that Churchill is, pushing things around the map. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have an army of gays. Love no, gays. no, no. Her in that corner, her in that corner. Exactly no, she it. gave him a blowy on Tuesday. Yes, yeah. yes. Exactly. I know how journalism oh, no. works. I mean, and, you know, by, Ten by, years. by the time the eve of the awards happens, I literally know where every single famous person on the planet is. And wow. it's like, you know, so what about, oh. can we get blown? No, she's in Barcelona, do you? I mean, I, I yeah. literally know everything. Last year, the, pub, the new publisher walks in and says, oh my God, Joe, you've got Carrie Fisher coming. Sees <gasps> on the table and I went, Jamie, you have just really f***ed it up. Don't jinx it. Don't say until they're there that anybody's coming. She was my first ever case of a celebrity dropping out en route. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, not Carrie. Oh, oh. Oh. Oh, was her excuse? Did one of her hair buns fall off or something? Oh, I think, I don't know what happened. I think she hurt herself or something. I don't know. I don't know. Carrie. Let's not, let's not. Speculate. Well, let's just say she had a bit of an important podcast to record yes. in South East London. <laughs> Leave right. it at that. Yeah. Point. <laughs> and, and who past Glamour Women of the Year been? Well, Helen Mirren came last year and potty mouthed up the stage and upset everybody at the Daily Mail, which is fantastic. <laughs> we got loads of press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that was great. She got her. up and said, I'm 70 and it's fucking awesome. Excellent. She was great. Well, it's this... just, it's a bit of a shame you don't have a best podcasting comedy duo well, of the you know, year, isn't it, thought, Jo? Isn't it? I'm always thinking about how to move it on. So. Wow. Move well, it on. There you, know, you are. Yeah. <laughs> done, done your job for you. I should yeah. get you on the committee. One thing I would like to say is everybody assumes that we pay people to be there and no. if, I, if only, then it would be a million times easier. Yeah. Do they, do they get free stuff? They do get free stuff. Yeah. What do they get? What do they get? Well, um, the winners get like this big box of stuff and like you know there's usually like watches and expensive gift vouchers and a nice stuff lovely stuff yeah, yeah. it's well, crap isn't it all the people who got all the most things get more things i can't well, change that no. <laughs> <laughs> sounds lovely yeah sounds great yeah well joe um we should say brought has brought helen and i very excitingly some glamour goodie bags of our very own so thank mm. you very much for that yeah. um, helen have you got a gift for our guest i do i do now i keep hearing about this i'm very excited it's a scummy mummy's goodie it's a, bag it's a scummy mummy's goodie bag <gasps> oh! i think she's just think she's like... <laughs> literally just come <laughs> Another first. Jesus. Another this is so brisk from DFS. It was not cheap. You have no idea. I'm going to cry like Gwyneth at the Oscar. Oh, I don't even know what they okay. are. They? Okay. So, musk sticks. <laughs> Tell me, right? Yeah. M-U-S-K, people. Musk. Not, not musty, musty sticks. Musty sticks. May I see? Sticks. For the non-Australian listener, these are sweets. They are not a feminine hygiene product, <laughs> just to be totally sort of clear. They like weirdly taste like Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One, but also is still very pleasant. But I, have, well, I think that's going to be the most special thing. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Thank you very much. Well, I'm glad you like your goodie bag. Oh my god, oh, I am literally... the gold lame. Uh, um... I, I was joking about coming, but I'm not far off. We <laughs> 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 want some Instagrams of you like filating a mustic. Thanks, Joe. Do, do you want to filate it? Yeah, you're on. Yeah. Oh. Would you like to introduce our next section, Helen? Okay. I feel like you should have music or something to. Well, well, I like to do a jingle. Thing just so, so that the listener knows. Yeah, know, yeah. Well, should I do a bit of Shania? You know, Shania Twain. I'm familiar with her work. Yeah. Um, what's that got to do with this section? Well, <laughs> man, I feel like a woman. Now, <laughs> now. Yeah, so we've had enough Shania. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. It's time for transgender chat. No, it's not. What no, is it? we're calling this clothes Scrooge because we're going to be visited by the ghosts of fashion past, oh. present <laughs> and future, the clue Scrooge. Now, Joe, do you have a favourite outfit from the past, if we're going back? When I was a kid, I loved all my 70s sort of like peasant dresses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. so I had quite a few bright 70s bell sleeves, a bit Bieber, although I never thought it was at the time because I was about five. No, you, but... you're not thinking Bieber as, as a five-year-old no. out of but Sydney. I think that, I don't know, I really am obsessed with 70s clothing mm. and I think because when I was five years old I thought I looked awesome so, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. so I always try to go back there you know oh yeah. yeah rekindle a little yeah. feeling I, I quite often get dressed now and look in the mirror and think you look like a five-year-old girl in, in, in like a striped t-shirt and some bell-bottom jeans you yeah. Know, so, yeah now Helen you've got a dress an outfit you particularly wanted to talk about tonight, haven't you? Yes, I do. So, so um, one of the most iconic Australian dresses um, in the last sort of twenty years was Lizzie Gardner's American Express Oscars dress, and I was quite influenced by this. So she wore an entire dress made of out of American Express credit cards, and um, I was going to the Oscars party, so an Oscars party in Australia. So I thought I would do a pastiche of this, and I was working as a bookkeeper at the time, and I collected all the canvas bags that kept the money in it that were bank bags so i made a oh. bank a patchwork bank bag dress that had westpac oh my god genius nab 
Like it was. Wow. Um, did you like? Did you sew it? Did you yeah, I make? sewed it. Wow. Like, and what was this? Did you have state bank in there? Yeah, that yeah. Was always my favorite. The state green. bank. I liked yeah. The so green. Like, like my ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Green. State bank green. Yeah. Like there was another event. I was working in art galleries um, at the time, and there was an art gallery opening. Right. Um, so I thought I'm going to wear my edgy, you know, arty dress, and I rocked up. <laughs> And the exhibition had been sponsored by a bank. <laughs> Gold. Oh, I did which, which, which bank? bank? Amazing. And and I just felt like a complete. Oh tool. my god, that's fantastic. It was just like it was just like you know you know when that's you enter amazing. a room going take me. I'm so like, hang on a minute. So, so what happened? Did were they offended by all the other logos, or did somebody think that you were part of the? It was like the sea parted. Like. <laughs> It was like an event. You know what they're like? Like a cocktail. It was at the National Gallery and everyone just sort of went, what is she wearing? And I just... I I honestly, I would have just thought you were part of it. That's how how commercially conditioned I am. I know, but apart from I had a beetroot red face and I was like drinking all the free champagne. And what was the style of the dress? It was like, it was a shift. It was like a shift dress because it was... Yeah, so it was early two thousand. So it's sort of a A line. That, that 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 is my fashion moment. That was. I that love was... the fearlessness of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, exactly. but when you think of that story, do you feel? You know, like I think of moments in my life, not necessarily to do with fashion, just like that burning, hideous embarrassment. Or do yeah. you think, oh yes, that was? I mean, because I think you should just own that. Yeah, you should be proud of that. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think I think I think the glow of the embarrassment is still is still there. I but hate I, that feeling. Oh my god. Oh. There's a there's a brilliant comedian that we know called Barry Ferns who does a bit about having a shame attack, where just in the middle of nowhere you can remember something you did oh, that was awful. so shameful it actually makes you have a physical reaction where you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, whenever I, and whenever I have those remember those things, I just start talking out loud even if I'm by myself. Yeah, yeah. I get like a <laughs> I'll go disco dancing. Exactly. Anything what? just to just distract your brain yeah. from the hideousness. I'm like yeah. I know. To the point where sometimes I'd be thinking, my, and my daughter would go, Mum, why are you talking to yourself? Because something's occurred that I'm just sort of like... It's a shame attack. Yeah. yeah. The thing that really makes me laugh is when I was a kid and I didn't really have much choice in it. Mm. And I'm, my daughter sat my husband down a couple of weeks ago to ask him to tell me that she doesn't like some of the things I buy for her to wear. And he just thought that was like, you know, hilarious. But mm. for me, it was like, I remember I'd come home from school when I was about 10 or 11 years old. And my mum would say, I've bought you this thing and I would die because I knew I would hate it. Yeah. A, she would say to me, if you don't like it, just tell me. If I did tell her, I'd get a belting. Win-win, <laughs> <laughs> really. So, so, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be that I love my mum but I don't want to be that mum so I'm like I'm you know because I care about fashion I'm like okay well so now my daughter's doing me a mood board (laughs) was she on the Pinterest Oh, what yeah. about you, Ellie? No, I remember the 80s. I remember spending a lot of time wearing braces. I thought that was quite cool. And I was yeah. quite sort of nerdy, but quite sort of proud of it. So I'd wear yeah. like red braces because I just didn't care. Yeah. And uh, and I wore, and I was into Madonna. And I remember um, Nurse Jessie, who's been on the podcast a few times, mm. she had a pair of lace fingerless gloves. No. Oh. And she gave the dream. me one of them. So we would go like for days out and we'd have a lace fingerless glove each. And we oh. were like... And I remember um, always looking like I had pink eye because the big thing was to have pink and blue eyeshadow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, look like, I mean, I'm so pale as well. I look like a rat. 
five years. <laughs> mild eye infection yeah, for the whole time. Like, so, so fast forward now to 2015. Uh, as you can tell by my <laughs> Banana Republic cardigan well, and Uniqlo press on yeah. We're all um, gorgeous and glamorous. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't want to speak for Helen, but I, I do not have it sorted. You're the editor of Glamour magazine. What should be in my mum's capsule wardrobe? I think you look like you've got a good capsule wardrobe. You've right. got the brett on top. You've got the skinny jeans. You've got a nice Banana Republic cardigan. Do you believe in the capsule wardrobe? Is it, is it like the white fitted shirt, like nice jeans, little back, black I, dress? I do believe in it. I suppose it's like the Simon Cowell thing where like, you know, you're really happy to wear mm-hmm. the same sort of thing day in, day out. I, I'm just not happy doing that. I need... Do you have Colouring. key pieces though? Like, what are your what are your things that everybody should have in their wardrobe? Uh, well, I think that that varies from person to person. My key pieces are um, trousers. I'm really into trousers, but like, <laughs> but like proper, not jeans. Yeah. Like proper, like nice black trousers. Or... Well, I'm obsessed with trousers. Like my husband calls it my my array of hideous trousers. But I, you know, I've got. <laughs> You know, I bought a pair of pink cropped flares the other day. I I love... You're not well. (laughs) Of course. Of course I'm not well. I'm a magazine editor. No, but I... My little crazy town now is... I like silly trousers. I'm Joe Alvin and I like silly trousers. I got a lot of shit on Instagram a few weeks ago when I put a um, a lilac trouser suit that I've got. Oh. And... um, Lots of people, and I've got this hashtag going. Clothes my husband hates, which causes me great amusement. He hates it. That's great. He hates my clothes, and he hates my hashtag called "Clothes my husband hates." <laughs> but um, and lots of people were saying, "Well, oh, I'm with your husband on this." <laughs> people are so nice. Oh, I don't care. No. I just what I've learned is. Yeah. I like what I wear, so I don't care. And it took me a long time to get there. But um, I wanted to ask you because I, I remember there was an episode of Ab Fab where where Patsy goes into the editing table and she said, I'm going to wear the Chanel suit and I sort of get what I want when I'm in my Chanel suit, you know. And is there a, is there an outfit that kind of... No, I, I don't... I know that I, and I completely respect and validate that for some people that's the way it works. Yeah. I don't. I yeah. really... I really enjoy clothes. I, mm. I had a long time when I was a kid when I wasn't confident with all of those sorts of things. Mm. And now I am confident in myself... I wear what I like. It's got nothing to do with what's going on that day. Yeah, yeah. If I want to go to a fashion show in a pair of trainers and jeans, then I will. If I want to go to a business meeting like that, it's got nothing to do with that. Yeah. It's what mood I'm in that day. And as much as I love clothes, I don't give them more power. Hmm. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? I I don't know. I just think that. It's... So do you never think I'm going to dress for this event or this game? Look, if I'm going to a dinner or something, of course. But I never feel like oh, I've got this thing. Okay, what's the outfit that's going to make me? Yeah. Be able to navigate it. No, I don't feel like that because mm. I really. I think it's because I've got to a point where I really enjoy getting dressed. It's just about whatever I fancy that day. They're not clothes aren't armor for me in the way that I think for a lot of people yeah. maybe they are. Yeah, that, that's the, um, because that's the uniform of yeah. Mm. I, it's hard to explain, but I don't feel like I'm hiding behind my clothes mm. anymore. They're just that they're, they're, they're my um, I don't know. They're my hobby. Yeah, that's great. Which sounds tragic. But it's true. <laughs> it's like, I just really like clothes. Yeah. So yeah. Do you always wear matching underwear? No. Oh, oh that makes me feel better. Would you like me to prove that right now? Yeah, yeah go on. Let's <laughs> do 
with for that. No, I don't care about that. I've been run over and I wasn't wearing matching underwear and everybody carried on. So, you know, it's like, so I'm not into that old scene. Okay, Helen, I think it's time for the Scummy Mummy Confessions. <laughs> scummy Mummy Confessions. Oh. We always love to finish with the Scummy Mummy Confession. Oh, man. Joe, Joe, <laughs> No, no. Did you not know what this was going to happen? This is happening. I did. Yeah. I'd forgotten about it. Yeah, no, no, it's happening. It's happening. Right, um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go first to just yeah, lead right. you in okay. gently. Okay, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, uh, so my confession is that I took Charlie shopping the other day. And, of course, he waited till we got back out of the Bromley Glade shopping centre uh, to the car to announce that he needed a wee. You know, mm-hmm. when I put Joe in the car and the buggy in the car and all the shopping, it's, it's like fine. Classic child move. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to finish putting the buggy in the car. You just wait at the front of the car and then I'll we'll sort it out. Uh, and then I turned around and he was pissing on the hubcap. <laughs> quite deliberately, quite delicately, in a sort of circular... Such a boy. Oh, motion. they always need a target. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay, you're just you're just going for it. Good. Yeah, you know, If great. I tell you to have a pee on your own at home, it takes half an hour. But no, here, in no. public, you're just going to pee on the hubcap. Uh, when I got home, I told Pete about it and he went, oh, there's a bylaw about that. I went, what? And he said, there's a bylaw that says it's legal to piss on your own car if uh, you're by the side of a motorway. How the hell does your husband know things like that? He's an idiot. I don't know. (laughs) know, This is his world. Maybe they teach men this in Uh, school. I don't know. uh, So there we are. That is my scummy mummy confession. Helen Thorne? Oh, right. Well, um, my scummy mummy confession is that I was at the lovely Horniman Museum the other day with my children. And we were near the loos, but Hugo announced that I need to do a wee. Um, And instead of waiting to get to the loo, he just pulled down his trousers in front of all the mums and dads, but he doesn't know how to do a stand-up wee yet. So he pulled his trousers down to his knees and then did a sit-down motion, but just peed into his underpants. We've all done it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that's a whole other... Yeah, I did that once on a train. I was, I, I was, because my friends were saying, you can't sit down on toilets in England, Hill. And I was like, I sit down on a toilet. And then yes, I... The English are very dirty. Very are. dirty. Yeah. And so, so once I, I was on the way to a meeting on a train from King's Cross to Cambridge, and I, I, I didn't pull down my knickers and leggings far enough, and I hovered, and the wee just sort of elevated, and I just peed into my knickers and leggings and I was on my way to a meeting so I had to get into the <gasps> the taxi just no. wearing a skirt free-balling oh, no. it free-labbering it so to speak and I had to go via via H&M to get some knickers and leggings and then hot foot it back to the meeting and how did oh. that meeting go? I, I just wasn't myself Jo <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking clearly after that, after having deposited. The bins are very tiny in the account. <laughs> but oh, yes, yeah. yeah. So me and Hugo have shared a special moment. At least mine was in a, in those lovely stinky cubicles of a yeah. virgin train. Anyway. Well done, you. All right, so we've had two P stories. Over to you, Joe. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, if we're going down that route, I'm going to have to mine the archive because I have a nearly 10-year-old now. Mm. So it's actually... Toilets, toilets it's it's, it's really park. easy now. It's great. <laughs> she wipes her own bum. It's fabulous. <laughs> but, um, That's the dream. But when she was about um, two and a half, three, and we were driving back from my in-laws, just hit that bad spot where we were stuck in traffic heading into central London, and she really needed the toilet. I was driving, couldn't find anywhere to stop. The first place I could find to stop was right outside Claridge's. 
in a in like a parking spot, literally right at the front, man with the bowler hat looking at me. Well, and known for their tolerance of mothers with small children yes. as well, her recent events, well, of course. Well, yeah. they did tolerate They knew what was going on mm. as I stuck the potty in the back seat. She did a big old poo in the back seat in the potty. <laughs> But it was, yeah, but that was, I, oh, I had another, the, a terrible what one. Did you, wait, what did you do with it then? Just It just floated around in the back seat and took it at home. <laughs> That's a nice like, trip. like eight miles there. But then the other terrible one like that was we were at my friend's little girl's party in Richmond Park and there were no toilets in this part of Richmond Park. And, um, and then we were going back to the car and she said, um, oh, I need the toilet. And I was like, oh, okay. Sort of like held her up, pants down near a tree. And I smelled it before she said it. She oh, went, poo. I need a poo. And I was going, no, no, Evie, no, no. Too late. Done. Too late. She laid some cable. Absolutely <laughs> massive poo. And I was just like, and there was like people walking back to the car. So I was just like... I just didn't know what to do and I so I just oh. and I, so I just sort of quickly discreetly pulled up my pants and went to the car I didn't even have anything to wipe or anything like that oh, and love. friends of mine have said to me well did you like at least cover it with leaves <laughs> but I kind of thought that would be worse imagine if you're like walking along and you accidentally stepped on this <laughs> so I sort of thought maybe a squirrel will eat it or something <laughs> Yeah. Had you given her a Snickers bar that day? I mean, who knows? She's pretty fussy. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, we've covered a lot of ground. <laughs> really. yeah. We've gone high in fashion to poo in the woods. Really, yeah. we've done we've done everything. Thank you so much. Well, I've Joe enjoyed Elvin. it. Thank you very much. Oh, we you've been very, a wonderful guest. Oh, Thank we feel you. Very lucky to have you. Well, that's been the Scummy Mummies podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're still there. <laughs> after those after those confessions um, you can find us on Facebook which is forward slash scummy mummies podcast at Twitter at scummy mummies and we're on Instagram are we? yeah scummy Ooh, mummies that's arrived. yeah so what you just go on Instagram and you go scummy mummies and I'm, yeah. I don't know about this know. you've out technoed me for once I, I know, know I know I'm, fas- I'm techno forward I've, I've, po- I've posted three photos so far look <laughs> at me go I've heard that the internet is the future oh well so, yeah. they say that yeah. <laughs> they said that about television didn't they <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. if you do like the podcast please tell your friends please email your confessions to scummymummiespodcast at gmail.com or you could leave them on Facebook or whatever mm. you like really we're multi-platform social media <laughs> now that's right Look at me being techie. It's actually a couple of cyborgs I'm sitting here. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We are part robot. Joy LaForge from yes. Star Trek Eyes. Helen is actually a hologram and I just exist <laughs> as an intelligent guest. So um, anyway, and thanks again, Joe, for being a fantastic guest. Thank you for having me. I've mm. very much enjoyed it. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye. After the Glamour Women of the Year Awards once, I didn't go to sleep and I took my daughter to school. Oh, yeah. Nice. And, um, and then... And the I, school drop-off of shame. Yeah. I love it. Honest to God, thought I was styling it out to one of the other mums, in, in a nice way, said to my husband, oh, my God, I could smell the booze on her two feet away. hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you are here at Joe. Honest to God, I thought that I'd got away with it. And then I just quietly... Were you wearing sunglasses going, hello? I was wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I hadn't showered. And I and I was just sort of like... I just thought, oh, yes, you totally nailed that, Elvin. <laughs> and then went back to bed. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.